And it's Bourbon Blogs Cigar Saturday Live with myself, Tom Fisher, and Maddie Rock. Maddie and I are very pleased to welcome to our show tonight a couple uh, couple good friends in the world of wrestling. It's Andrew the Reinforcer Anderson and Nasty Boy himself, Jerry Sags. Welcome to all of you gentlemen. How are you guys doing? How are you, We're buddy? <laughs> Where's, what's what's everybody up to tonight? What are you guys smoking? Well, I'm I'm, I'm not, I got a, I'm lighting my league of nine right now. I got a yeah, lot baby. of states right now. What's that? What is it? Uh, Matty, what is it? You gave it to me. Falcons. So so due to uh, FDA, so they used to be called Naturals, but uh, the FDA decided that you know that was a name that you were no longer allowed to use. So the word natural backwards is a lot of time. So you are now smoking a, a La Routine. La Routine. Very nice. And I was, I was just asking these guys, you know, have you all, were you ever in a match together or have you ever been in a match together? No. Not yet. So towards the end, we may have a virtual match of some kind. Uh, maybe there's some sort of way to do a, well, even if it's virtual arm wrestling, we'll see. But, uh, <laughs> but it's wrestlers, cigars, and whiskey tonight here on Bourbon Blog. If anybody has any question for, uh, Jerry or for Andrew or for Maddie or I, definitely ask them down below. Like this, share this. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. And um, I'm, getting a, I'm going in for Modella to start. Then I'm going to hit the Roman a little bit. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So you have the Modella uh, and some rum. What do you What do you have there, Andrew? Angry Orchard, uh, unfiltered. Amazing stuff. And how about you, Maddie? So I got a little vicariously through you guys, but before since i got a cool art they fired up here i'm going with a uh, with a Dr. pepper so i could get that that sweetness on the back end hey nice. to america yes cheers gentlemen it's good to see you all uh cheers tell us down below what you all are trying i have uh, one of the cuba arts as well just like maddie I'm, I'm i'm trying that i really enjoyed that one and i wanted something a little on the sweeter side Hey, so I, I just want to tell you I'm right now, listen. Yeah, go hey, ahead, please. Uh, let's thank uh, Maddie Rock for hooking me up via John Drew for these badass. This league of number nine is bar none. I got oh, a yeah. stash right here. To go. This is one of the much love, brother, and joy. I've ever tasted right here. It's delicious. Thank you, Maddie Rock, and thank you, John Drew. Yes. Even though I, li I just I just snipped. I just snipped this cigar with the with the cutter Lars Tennens gave me. I don't know if that's legal or not. I hear Milton in the background. Knock it off. <laughs> I saw Lars commenting on one of our videos today. So our as we were promoting this, so well, that's pretty cool. It's a Lars. It's a Lars uh, uh, cutter. And uh, a Liga, is that a cigar? What are your favorite cigars there, Jerry? Uh, uh, Maddie just broke me into the league around me, holds out on him. But I tell you what, from <laughs> from beginning to end, uh, you know, I, I got the, I had a, a, the Pravada and a couple others, but this, I was begging them for only number nine, and I also wanted the Velvet Rat because I've been, just, you know, the uh, the year of the Rat was was was, was awesome. Uh, you've also yeah. got. Uh, is it uh, Estella? Uh, the, the, 
the guy, whoever's rolling the uh, Estella, right? Uh, the Herrera Estella. That's, that's, yeah, that's Herrera. Willie. So Willie does any any of the Herrera Esteli line. Willie is rolling and blending. Uh, that line right there um, is amazing because he hit nailed it on the head for hitting the Cubano where it yeah. needs to be. Uh, I mean, it first class. I mean, it, it, it could hang. It could hang with a lot, you know, a, a lot of Cuban cigars. Or, or, or I'm sure there's some a mix in there, whether he's filler or binder, or whatever. He's doing in it. Uh, what Maddie? What wrapper? What wrapper is in that? Wrapper he's using on that one. He's got a Brazil on the blues. He's got a Brazil on the on the rare Esteli blues. He does have that. The blue is a uh, is that Brazil Madeira. That's what I put in that in your uh, in your pack. What's that? Um, what's that? Uh, what's that deal we, we're missing out on up in Connecticut? We're supposed to go see the Connecticut Shade. Uh, what, what was that by Hartford? We, yeah, we, we got to shoot. Uh, everything shut down. We can't go. Which yep, one? Kobe kicked us. Can I get right behind me? Kicked all of our asses. Right, uh, right. that way it's south. That way north. And coming up my ass right now is a hurricane, which is going to blister come up the east coast. My brother is uh, an hour south of Naples. We're on the west coast of Florida. I'm by Sarasota. But my sister, uh, my brother-in-law, Jeff, and sister over in uh, Boca. Then it's going to head up to my buddy, Buzz Featheroff, up there in Jacksonville. And then it's going to go up to my buddy, JT, illustrious Colonel Thomas, up in Annapolis. He might scare the hurricane back in the Atlantic. But if it clears in Annapolis, it's going to hit my buddy, Lorenzo, in Fells Point in Baltimore. Then it's going to go up to Allentown, Leonov's hometown, and nail my buddy Carpen. It's on the Drew and Maddie to take care of the rest of the business. <laughs> Hopefully, we could blow enough smoke to send that that fucking storm the, uh, over to Bermuda. Let's try. Let's try. Let's try. Oh, it blows out oh, COVID is what I'm going to do. Right now and see if we can do it. Jerry. Jerry. Hey. There's a toast to all my hockey park buddies out there. And all the guys I just mentioned, my, my high school bros. And we can't forget, the one I didn't forget, he's in Clearwater. And I know he's drinking right now. And that's Drew's best friend, my partner, the illustrious one and only, Ryan Knox. Yes. <laughs> I'm drinking. Here's the knobs. Here's the knobs. You got to throw snobs. The hard side because if he was here... If he was in reaching distance of Drew, Drew would be getting pretty pretty right now. And it tastes better than a fine Cuban cigar. Is knob Drew's his nose and knobs his arm. <laughs> uh, I, I, I smell Drew. I smell Drew coming up with some stories. <laughs> oh, Drew don't got no stories. I thought that was your nose and hammer's ass. You better watch out. I'm gonna tell Missy Beefcake on you. Oh, oh my boy. God! Stop it now. Hey, <laughs> the hammer's out there. We got to give the hammer a toast. Yeah, toast to the hammer, that's man. To yes. and one of our best. That's hey, Nobs' brother-in-law, the hammer, the one and only. The one and only. I see him drop that hammer on Drew. Salo. Yeah. Cheers. A lot of great How's people uh, watching. Uh, Will, Sanj, uh, Chris, a uh, lot of great people. Uh, people, people are coming in. Um, 
Uh, Jerry and if a question for both Jerry and Andrew both. Uh, what what are you guys up to these days? And what's, what's been happening? Kind of going to fill us in. Well, Jerry's well, retired. No, I, me and Nob were, were full fledged, just like Drew was, into um, you know our our regular stick, uh, all the wrestling events and comic cons around the country, and uh, that's my my that's my fucking son out front, and he got his hands on some leftover Fourth uh, um, of July fireworks right when I'm doing this thing in the backyard. <laughs> so that's, if you hear that noise, if the bottle rocket goes by my head, it's my son Jacks. He's chewing around out there. And I keep looking over. I keep looking over my shoulder because when I was putting his chair out here in the backyard, there's a four-foot gator, twenty feet back of there from. Somebody must be feeding the son of a bitch because he's not afraid of humans. He comes right up to me. If he comes any closer, I'm going in to get Mr. Twelve Gauge Pumpkin Ball, and I'm, we're going to be eating gator tail on the next show. Gator <laughs> So, what's the host of the show, Drake? Tell me about that cocktail. Tell me about that cocktail, the white lady. Absolutely. This is what's called a. Um, what What do I have here? Um, I, have a, I have a. I have an airplane. Paper plane. Paper plane. It's called a paper plane. It is. Uh, it's bourbon, uh, apérol, some amaro, and lemon juice. Pretty much equal parts of all. And tonight we're using uh, for the bourbon. Amaro, as I, as you say, amaretto. A little um, Aperol and am Amaro. Amaro being an Italian uh, liqueur. Uh, and which is what well, that ain't, that Amaro isn't like uh, the hazelnut, is it? No, not no, quite. No, it's just no. made of a lot of different uh, herbs and such that come together to have this really beautiful flavor that are being used. They were used in a lot of old school cocktails. Now they're being used in a lot of uh, cocktails these days. Well, uh, and then Aperol. And then we we'll use some of the Uncle Nearest uh, as the whiskey in this from Tennessee and it's incredible. My wife makes these cocktails during the show, and she does a great uh -huh. job. So. Maddie, who had the ingenious? Who had the ingenious idea? Jack's knock it off. I'll put a boot in your ass up there. <laughs> hey, Maddie, who had the ingenious idea of aging tobacco in in Pappy Van Winkle? Come on. So if that's and, a good Pappy's story. Gotta be oh. one of, so we were just talking about Buffalo Trace because me and Nobs toured the distillery like a year ago. Yes. Um, where, where do you put Pappy compared to a bunch of Blantons? Well, they come from the same uh, warehouse, uh, Warehouse H, uh, most typically for, on the Buffalo Trace grounds. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Blantons. Blantons is a little tougher to find than it used to be, uh, but I'm a big fan of that, and I'm a big fan of Pappy as well, and I love the Pappy cigars. Um, oh. I think they're, they're incredible. Uh, I, I even Pappy Van Winkles, and usually the two. Maddie sent me to Pappy's, and they're they're off the chain. Yeah, delicious, very nice. They, uh, uh, I, like you guys are hitting the acids, right? You and Maddie. Yes. No. John Drew's ass. See, I'm a, I, I'm not a uh, Lars came out in the '90s with the grass, grass, and all that kind of stuff, and I got I t you know taste a little bit, but I I I like taking my tobacco, like you you know uh, eating an oyster or good wine or something right. like that. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Maddie knows I love Maduro. Yes. Full, hardcore, full body. Like this Liga number nine right here, which is fucking incredible. Yeah, the Maddie. Liga nines are incredible too. And, oh, and I, I may have one of the Maduro. I have one of the Maduro undercrowns ready for later. So I'm a big fan of all those. Mm -hmm. The Pappies, though, how, how long have you guys been doing the Pappies, Maddie? We were talking about the patty, Pappies. So, I've had about so six, 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 or, six or seven of them, Maddie. 
Go ahead, Matty. Yeah, so what Maddie, happened is John, the bourbon guy, as we all – you hear me or no? Yep. Yeah, well, I see you. hear me or negative? Now we can hear you. All right. All right. You can hear me good. All Maddie, right. So, in, are you in Brooklyn? All right. So, J.D. Uh, has always been a really, really – Am I where? Brooklyn? No, he's in, in Jersey. Brooklyn. New Jersey? I'm in, I'm, I'm in Dirty Jersey. Dirty Jersey, go, baby. Can you go put a couple of, uh, a bag of match light charcoal under Drew's front porch for me? And could it light it and run away? <laughs> you know, both the words knobs, you're still a dildo. What's <laughs> <laughs> a dildo? Always a dildo. Hey, go ahead, Maddie. Don't listen to Drew. To change not true. Series. We may have a little bit of a so, delay um, on this. So, JD, so, uh, so JD and, uh, has always had his love of bourbons. And over the years, he'd made friends with, uh, with the whole family over at, uh, at Pappy Van Winkle. So Julian was a personal friend. Um, and a couple of years back, Julian approached John and, uh, and he said, what do you think about us working together on a blend? Um, and we can put something together. We can sell them on Papico, uh, and then we can sell other sticks out on the open market now, through Drew Estate. Maddie, are the are the leaves are the leaves aged in there, or are they rolled and then aged in the back? The leaves, the leaves that? are aged with it. So, yep, the leaves are, are the aged. Leaves with aged? It. The leaves are yes, aged. The leaves are aged, and then they're rolled. Okay, Correct. that even gives it more flavor. And then, um, Yep, and you notice that smokiness that you also get on these sticks as well. So that smokiness actually comes from Kentucky Fire Tobacco. So the, the Kentucky Fire Tobacco, along with the, uh, the Patty Van Wickle, really makes for that unique smoke. Uh, that's why it pops so much when you smoke it. You get the full flavor. Uh, you get oh, that smokiness. It, 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 that's it's why it's incredible. such a unique smoke. It's so wonderful. Yeah, they um, really are. So chocolatey, it, it, so, much, so much of that bourbon characteristic from the barrel. I mean, they are really amazing. And they're easier to find, usually, I mean, a little easier to find than the bourbon. I mean, I think you, you might be able to get a hunt for both. The bourbon's tough. You're going to pay You're gonna pay up for the bourbon. The lower end even $2,500 a bottle. Yeah. Uh, I think I think you could grab a couple of Blanton's maybe for around a grand or so. Uh, but but even right there, I, I, we, me and Nobs had the hookup at Buffalo Trace. We couldn't get our hands on the bottles of Blanton's. Uh, it's, it's like it's like exactly for you. You know what I mean? You have to get it off somebody that already got it or something. You know what I mean? I don't know if the high-end liquor stores might have some stuff, but you're, you're going to pay up for it, you know? Cool. Yeah. No, it's it's tougher to find. Uh, definitely all these tougher to find than they used to be. We're always trying to find uh, whiskeys that are a little easier to find that we enjoy. Uh, I was in, before the show, I was talking to you about um, the uh, uh, Buffalo Trace's Rare Eagle for the price at, at about 50, 50 bucks a bottle. Um, a go-to bourbon to have with a cigar and everyday drink, you know what I mean? Is is a it's a fantastic bourbon. Yes, I, I am a big you know, fan of the uh, of the Eagle Rare. It's uh, it's yeah. delicious stuff. Uh, as I was telling you earlier, I, I ran across just a little bit left of a uh, little bit of the Look Eagle Rare, ash. It, which is nice. Look at that ash, man. That's a beautiful ash. Somebody that rolled this cigar knew what they were doing. I think. That's I've been, been, I've been working out. Maddie, did Lars roll this one? <laughs> oh, come on, man. Listen, he's I got, the no, got I got hey, to t- tip my hat to Maddie. Maddie Rock there, bro, because he turned me on. I, I thought, well, really, I thought 
for years that John Drew was stuck in that uh, flavored tobacco area of the acid realm, you know. Uh, my buddy in uh, uh, Fells Point, Lorenzo, is a big fan of the acids. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm more of the true tobacco, uh, Maduro taste, uh, uh, dark and bold, you know what I mean? Uh, right. But um, I, without Maddie, I would have been turned on with this whole array of some of the, probably the, some of the best cigars I had in my life, to tell you the truth. Yes. You know, back they, in the day, you know, uh, come on. Very yeah. good. Salud, brother. Oh, hey, and, what were the two now, um, I'm going to go over here now. Say, Can you guys see my little what were the Cubans that I brought home? Yeah, those were those were made of paper mache, Drew. Those Cubans you brought home. I lit it. I lit it, and it blew up in my face. Like, <laughs> like, like, like what I, you said about giving you the. I forgot. The no, I think Jim they? Jones rolled those. I forgot and, uh, which Cubans are brought. Yeah. The ones. Anyway, I'm getting out this glass right here. I'm gonna get one cube of ice. And hope my son ain't watching because it's finders keepers. Yeah. My my I found this in the house. What'd you find? I was ready to bring out. I was ready to bring out a nice bottle of gin beef. But wow. I found this. My daughter bought this for my son for his twenty first birthday last week. This Don Poncho eighteen year rum, eighteen year old rum. Uh, I uh, it's a uh, in American white oak barrels. And it's a reserver wow. speciality. So uh, I hope my son Seve ain't watching because, uh, hey, finders keepers. Now I'm hitting the rum. Here we go. <laughs> That's it. That sounds, that sounds amazing. And, again, everyone who's just joining us, you're watching uh, bourbonblog.com live. And uh, you can watch on bourbonblog.com forward slash live. Or you may be watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Lots of great. Uh, Take a sniff of that. Take a sniff of that cork, guys. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's do a virtual sniff. Virtual oh, sniff. Yeah. The virtual oh, oh. And hey, I think we have a, a Andrew. We have a message from uh, our buddy Sanj Patel. He wants to let you know it's on. Hashtag oh. it's on. Social distancing wrestling at Sanj's smoke shop. Sanj's smoke shop. That's right. Damn, Skippy. We had him a few weeks Thank ago. Thank God that wrestling is socially distanced because if you ever see Drew tie up with Marco. Um, oh you'll run out of the arena. Oh. <laughs> is your state boy Marco? Is he walking around like a speedo by you? With the I with saw the, Marco stretch you. Marco's <laughs> our our Mexican buddy from Chicago. Here's the shy town and everybody in the Windy City. Marco, if you're watching, the best match that you ever had was wrestling Marco. Nazdrovia. There's the hockey park. All my buddies out there. You have to see Mustang Mike Beetle outshine outshine him at one of the NWA shows. Stags mm. was crying all the time. Mustang, please don't hurt me! Don't hurt me! Don't hurt me! Oh, oh my God! This is the, <laughs> hey, this is my first. This is my first taste of this stuff. There's no backlash at all. I mean, wow. smooth. I mean, I could I could put this over maybe even Havana Club this year. Uh, I don't know that a thirty year, but at least the twelve year definitely. Smooth, smooth, very good. And, what, and about about what age is that one supposed to be? I don't think I've had that one. This is an eighteen. Eighteen, okay. This is an eight, 18. eighteen year. Uh, Great. Found, this is up from uh, Panama. Nice. And I have a little of the uh, plantation rum. I, I that one sounds good. Uh, we we interviewed the people from Plantation Rum. Uh, Guillaume from Plantation came on our show last week. 
I have some of the Fiji 2005, which I'm going to crack into probably next to give those sweeter flavors against the uh, the Cuba, the Cuba art. Uh, so, uh, but that's that's amazing. Uh, if again, you had, uh, if you had your choice with a good cigar, would it be rum or bourbon? You know, it all depends probably on what I'm smoking tonight. I'm doing a little sweeter drinks because of that sweeter note in the uh, in the acid. But a lot of times mm -hmm. I like a deep bourbon. But sometimes the right uh, the right rum with you know some nice creme brulee nature of the rum, the creaminess really helps amplify those uh, flavors of the sugars in the cigar. I just it all depends. I, I, I go back and forth. I even like rye. I like rye whiskey with uh, bourbon too. I often do this one. I have this one close by the Peerless Rye. I'm a big fan of for cocktails. Well, you think Tom, of the, the Caribbean. Bourbon? What's that? Tom, favorite bourbon. My favorite bourbon. Favorite. Oh man, it's you know it's so tough. It's kind of like it's it's all very situational. I I, I host a lot of tastings uh, as you guys know around the country. Just like you all, I'm not able to travel and do my whiskey tasting series right now. Uh, but, what, not asking you to be politically correct. You can pick up. Hey, <laughs> but I do. I don't, hey, how how do me and knobs get that job to be whiskey tasters? <laughs> Well, just yeah, we can just all catch it. Something besides tasting cigars, I think we could. That would be something good to do, tasting whiskey all. Day. I think we we could we could wrap wrestling and whiskey together just like we've done for sure. Everyone is nipple tasting with that space between his teeth. His nipple tester. Hey, don't don't oh, be boy. don't be jealous about about my teeth now, you know, <laughs> because you did you did the fake bench press record. You know what I mean, and, and it wasn't true. Don't be jealous. Don't be. Don't be a hater. Just because I'm. That's horrible. Just because oh, I'm. Please. I can lift you and Ted Arcidi's record. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> here's the New Jersey. Here's the New Jersey bumps. Our Pennsylvania boys will kick your ass. Oh. Hey. Oh. Right here. Let's do it. Jerry. Jerry. Guys. What the hell, man? Right now is a toast. To Knobs's um, um, uh, sister-in-law, Lynn, it's her birthday today. Oh, Lynn, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Is it Lynn's birthday? It's Lynn's That's Knobs's brother, Knobs's brother, Big Ed's Knobs. wife. Happy birthday. Hey, if you guys if you guys think me and Knobs are bad, we got to get you around Big Ed. Oh, Big Knobs Ed is crazy, man. Big Ed is just as crazy as you, you guys. You talk of, know what Big Ed likes to drink? Tin cup. He loves his tin cup. Tin cup, tin cup whiskey. Yeah, he loves yeah. his tin cup. Yeah, and here, here. but he drinks six gallons at a time. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Tom, he's not kidding. Ed could put it away. You think Knobs can put booze away? Ed could put booze oh. away. It's in that Yandrus of its blood, baby. Yandrus of its blood, man. Knobs' ears are ringing. Around. <laughs> yeah, right Jerry, now, dude. Jerry, you're, uh, Jerry, you're getting a shout out from Shaylin, uh, for, uh, saying hello to Uncle Jerome. Uh, Shaylin, hello. That's my. Oh my, my That's my niece Shay. She's down yeah. in Boca Raton, and my son Sevy. I just got a text across the phone. He's going, <laughs> "That's my fucking rum." <laughs> so they are watching. It does. It does get out there. Like this Listen. is like live TV. It really is. Hey, hey, let's that, let's 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 get some drinking all this rum. Let's get let's. Let's Hold give him a happy birthday, Listen, Jerry, 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 happy birthday. Jerry, Trooper James Allen is working, and on August 8th, I'm going to be in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, working for 
New World Wrestling Extreme for the Trooper James Allen in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. And you know what? Man. On August 8th. August 8th. Is that, that, that going to go through or, or is that going to cancel? Gigantic Frankenstein <laughs> called Wrecking Ball Ligurski. So how old that guy? That guy's name sounds like he should be from like a 1920s um, Abbott and Costello uh, character, right? Wrecking Ball Ligurski, right? Or the three yeah. Stooges. Or the three or the three Stooges with bust off on the three Stooges. So mm-hmm. this kid, this kid's a big up and comer. He's a good looking kid. Um, he's shaped like a like a, like a giant giant freaking um, a bowling pin. But you know what? That's okay. I knock over bowling pins. Okay, Drew. How much are you? How much money are you getting on his poor kid's contract? <laughs> <laughs> ah, so on August 8th, Rhode Island. It's got a good show, good cast. It's the guy runs it's a crew. How are these how are you going to a live event? How's this happening? August, August 8th, Rhode Island is open. They, oh, so it's, it's gonna be your normal type of event where Drew wrestles and no people are there. That's okay. Oh, that's the Jerry Sags. The Jerry Sags <laughs> <laughs> five oh, oh, laughing oh, oh. <laughs> that one. Oh, Tom, this is the only man I know. When I outsell him in eight by tens, he has to take my eight by tens and throw them off the table. <laughs> hey, I would have, I would have thought the coronavirus happened years ago. Every, every match, every match I went to, that Drew was main event. There was no people there. So I think, I think this has been going on longer than we know. Oh, it's been, yeah, it's been a little while. Uh, Andrew, tell us one more time when and where that event is. It's in Woodstocket. W O O N S O C K E T T, Woonsocket, Rhode Island, August. Well, 8th. don't forget, don't forget, Drew. Me and Nobs are booking a, a cute. We fired Kevin Sullivan, and me and Nobs, <laughs> no, Ono no, and Kevin hey. Sullivan. We, uh, me and Nobs are booking Havana, Cuba for Drew. We're going all going to Cuba. No, and, listen, um, Havana, Cuba. We're doing a six-man I'm, tag, and Fidel Castro is me and Nobs' partner. <laughs> no, Fidel's dead. You're gonna dig him up. Oh, leave the guy. Alone. You know. Um, actually, on uh, we were supposed to be there April 18th in uh, in Cuba in Havana for the Rumble That's in Havana. And uh, yeah. happened now. What the hell was that, Sags? <laughs> That's my crazy ten year old. Get out of here. It sounded like you got raped by Froggy from the Little Rascals. Yeah, I, I was wondering what was happening. That's uh. That's my 150 pound ten year old. Jesus Christ! <laughs> running around like a banshee around the neighborhood with the kids. It's a hey, we got a full moon coming up hey, right heard, over there. True, I heard you tie fifty-pound dumbbells to the kid with a rope around his back, around his neck, and have him run up and down the stairs because you want him to get a football contract. No, I go across the street and tie him to a, a Brahma bull, and and, <laughs> and then shoot it in the ass with a twelve gauge and and, he, and, and say keep up with it. <laughs> hey. Enough, you guys. I'm on a live thing here. Get out of here. What a great, what a great shout out to this. Get out of here. Hey. Shout out, Tom. I want to give another shout out to uh, some of the best Texas wrestling out there right now. SWE Fury in, uh, in, uh, in, it's not even Texas wrestling. It's a national promotion now. They, they went from being just a Texas promotion, um, and now they're national. SWE Fury, great promotion. Um. I just had a, a buddy of mine, Ace Fraley from Kiss, just now gave him a shout out. Everybody's been watching this show. Um, now don't be name dropping, local. Drew, and telling everybody that that Kiss is your friend and stuff. And, and don't be don't telling people you know Maddie Rock and everything. Hey, Maddie, let's not listen to Drew's wrestling promos. What are, what, hey, 
that you threw in the garbage. They were unsmokable. They were petrified wood from freaking King Tut's era. Those were the cigars that you said that he gave you. Remember that? And he said, no, no, no. What was Maddie's answer to that, Jeff? Uh, that was an extra we were, special we were in that day. We were in LaGuardia. We were in LaGuardia, right, Maddie, at the big event. Yep. And, and, you, you and, I, and I just came. Yeah. I, that you weekend, I came from Lars's house. Yep. Uh, and I was, I was smoking cigars. Mm -hmm. Lars was cracking. I came from Lars. I go, so Maddie goes, here, here's some cigars for you and stuff. So about an hour went by. We were back in the room. We announced we're partying with, with our buddies and stuff. And I put Maddie's cigars in the bottom of the trash can and took a picture. And he really didn't know me too good at the time, but he was he was fucking fuming. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, my comeback was fucking fantastic. Come on, Drew. My comeback. You said that his cigars were stale and dried up, and Maddie's response to you was just like your career. Oh. We both nodded each other like. Maddie, at least one person was telling the truth, you. Me and G uh, looked at you like, and, and, hey, that was the night that Nobbs looked at Maddie and he said Maddie's head fell off his shoulders because I gave I gave him an edible and he told him, he, I told oh, him, oh, God. No, you gave oh, it to me and I said, there ain't enough here. I go, here, Nobbs. I gave it all to Nobbs. And here it was like 100 milligrams of THC. And Nobs, I go, and I see Nobs bouncing off the walls. I go, what? He goes, you're an asshole. I didn't think it was enough. You know, I'm the guy who had to be standing next to him. Nobs comes up, Maddie, Maddie, your head. Why is your head floating off of your neck? I'm like, what? Maddie, dude, your head is floating off your neck. And I just turn right around. I'm like, Andrew, I hate you. Andrew's laughing. Hey, and I was like, God, hey, you have to catch your head. We, Nobs, catch listen, your head. The next day, the next day, remember the guy. Listen, remember Jerry. Remember no, the next Drew, day, the wait a minute. Wait a minute. We missed something. Wait, we missed something there. You missed a, 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 a historic moment right there because that was the last time we sat down with Mean Gene. Um yeah. Was. We sat next to him at the con. Yeah. It was yeah. uh, Mean Gene. And then me, Mean Gene, and Nobs partied at the bar. And yep. Jimmy Hart walks up. And Jimmy's talking to me and Nobs. And Mean Gene goes, uh, and me and Nobs are standing. He goes, how you feeling, Mean Gene? He goes, he points at Jimmy Hart and goes, 75 without booze? He points at himself and goes, 75 with booze. And we just pissed our pants. <laughs> God bless me, Gene. What a, I mean, that was the last yeah, time. I, I missed the shit out of him. What Cheers up, me and Gene. We miss you, buddy. What a great motherfucker he was, man. Great dude. Funny as shit all the time. All the time. Nonstop. Yeah, that was the last time I heard him say balls in person. Yep. That was it. That was the last time. Great. Do? Balls. Yeah. 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 That, that, was, that, was, that was the last time I heard balls. What do you say all the right, time? At, right after that, right after that, Hulkster uh, went on and uh, took a picture of a martini. I know how close they were because they go, Mean Gene and that whole crew, Andre, Bobby Heenan, Mean Gene, the whole gang, Jesse the body go back to the AWA where me and Niles broke in. And I know they were, him and Hulk were tight from the get-go. And I mean, it it tore Hulk's heart out. But he, he, I remember him sending out a picture. He was at a bar, 
and said, God bless me, Gene. I know, I know he had to be crying because oh, yeah. they were there, it sat on a table by itself. A martini, mean Gene's go to. Martinis all fucking day. Like Arnie Scullin used to tell me and not. We go, Arnie, 80 year old Marine, all day drinking the bourbon and whiskey. You go, Arnie, how the fuck do you do it? Arnie goes to me and Nobbs goes, kid, don't drink the cheap shit. <laughs> Arnold Scullin, one of the greatest ever. Bob Backlund's manager, if anybody doesn't know who Arnold Scullin oh, yeah. is. Hey, let, let me ask you a question. What yes. are the chances of us doing a live bourbon blog from uh, from Ringer's Roost? Oh, yeah. We should well, me and Nob. When we were kids, when we were kids, you know, the uh, growing up in Allentown, the uh, where the whole thing with Jimmy, the uh, the, uh, um, the George Washington Motor Lodge was about a, a three quarters mile from my house, and Ringer's Roost. It was downtown Allentown by the uh, uh, the uh, fairgrounds, and across the street was Don Ringer's bar, and uh, Vince McMahon Sr., uh, Andre, Arnie, George Steele, all the old timers, Mr. Fuji, Paul Orndorff, Roddy, uh, Rocky, John, everybody, because in between TVs shootings, they shoot over to Ringer's across the street and nail a few, and just get get lit up and go back and film TV. So that's another <laughs> another good shout is the old good old Don Ringer. Yep, Don and Allentown, Ringer. Allentown, PA, baby. Yep. God bless you, Don. We love you. Yeah. And it's Bourbon yeah. Blog Live if you're just joining us again. And thanks for – we're getting so many great comments. I'm putting a lot of the shout-outs to both Jerry and Andrew up kind of as we go because so many people giving such uh, great shout-outs. My shout son Sevy just hit a text again, and he's yeah. filming going, stop drinking my rum. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen tonight, Sev. Uh, happy, I know, happy birthday. Let's all wish him a happy birthday to Sevy. Happy birthday. You guys, take a sniff of that Panamanian 18-year-old sweet rum as it can be. You can drink that bottle like you're drinking a Coca-Cola. It's so smooth. Delicious. Yes. Just, like this, not, just, like, just like this League of Nine. Hats yeah. off to John Drew and his, hey, Matty. Do you think in the future we could put John Drew and Lars together and have them combine with their skills and produce one of the most unique sticks ever made in the world? Do you think it'll happen? It can happen? No speaker English. <laughs> Dude, hey, forever, that's called forever. taking the high road, you no good bastard. <laughs> I'm going, hey, Sevy. Sevy, I hate look at look at the ash on that. Look at the ash on that son of a bitch. That is amazing. It remains the same. The world is all fucked up with 2020, but Sags is still a shit stir. Yep. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I I just sent my I just sent my, my nephew Colton's texting me now. Colton's played for the University of Miami. Uh he broke the uh uh the, the the record at the uh, uh, combine. He, I think even more, even more than no more than Drew. The kid he's only when he was only seventeen. He bench pressed uh, three fifteen twenty two times, and he bench pressed uh, uh, two and a quarter uh, forty two times, and and that's more than Drew because Drew cheats. He's, Drew's a cheater. Oh. Drew bench presses like his, the bar only moves two inches. But oh, I did find 
on on the bourbon show, I have a cure for the coronavirus. Yes. I have I the virus has never got to attack me because me and Nobs drink a lot of booze and smoke a lot of cigars and the virus runs away from me and Nobs. I feel like that might might be helping all of us. I hope I hope that there's I don't know if there's any science behind it, but I wanna believe, Jerry, that it's true. I, I do have some uh I do have some belief that that could be working. Crack that, crack that bottle of run, rum, rum open because I'm going to go get we're, some ice. We're going to have some rum. And uh, Andrew, you had asked about one of my. So it's really hard to say favorite bourbons. You asked a little bit earlier. And again, thanks everyone who's watching. Pete, uh, glad to have Pete and Tharn watching. Andrew, Colin watching. Uh, one of my favorite stories, and one one of I think the most unique bourbons is the Jefferson's Ocean, which is on the back of a boat, and it and it shakes back and forth, and it really gets unique flavors. For several years, seeing like six. What is that? Where's that out of? Ocean. So it's from Kentucky, but it's on the ocean. It's 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 they age these barrels in the back of a boat, and they they rock around, and they see all hey, the signs of the barrel. I forgot to tell I forgot to tell the Great people stuff. that you're in the Bourbon Belt. You're in our Wednesday night Mid South Jerry Law, right. Jimmy Hart town, Evansville, Indiana, and Louisville was our Tuesday night town when we worked for Mid South, and then Monday that. night was live. From the Mid South Coliseum in Memphis, and every Saturday morning was Memphis TV. Sorry, Drew, you never got no, to work there. I remember when you guys used to come here to Evansville? So that's uh, that's cool. You guys used to come here. I was uh, Yeah, any uh, any wrestlers that you guys uh, stay in touch with or see or or hear from quite often? Some of the maybe some of the old ones people would remember that uh, you guys still stay in touch yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. I still stay in touch with Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, I, I obviously, I, I talk to Kevin Sullivan a lot because um, he's the booker for the Cuba tour with me. You know, yep. and, um, who is? I speak to JJ Dillon often, quite often. You know, um, I speak to Arn every now and again when I run into him at conventions. But uh, as far as during the coronavirus, this whole pandemic, I talk a lot. <coughs> Tito, um, Greg Valentine. I talk to Valentine about at least once a, once a week. Tito about once every two three weeks. Tony Atlas, I've been on the phone with him a lot. Um, you know, uh, obviously Nobbs and Jerry, you know. Um, but uh, for the most part, I, I miss a lot of the guys. I mean, I miss a lot of the guys. I mean, I've been messaging back and forth with Jim Duggan. And Jim's doing good. Hey, hey Hacksaw is one of our best friends. Hacksaw is one of our best friends. And yeah. uh, talking about me yeah. uh, the, you know, keep that's what I miss the most about you know, these events being shut down because a lot of the reason me and Nobs go, all of our, our, our career is all about camaraderie and, and uh, rubbing elbows with our buddies from the old days. You know what I mean? And uh, all the guys, a lot, you know, and it, it, it's uh, sad that, you know, every year goes by, there's a few missing, you know what I mean? Uh, um, God, uh, God bless the ground they work on. We're still around, but uh, um, it, it's a sad thing. Uh, I miss that camaraderie and seeing our buddies, and that's that's the most fun part of it all. When you go I to an event, like we're up there with Drew and the guys, and yep. you got Maddie coming in there with the sticks, and all the guys are around. It's like a hee-haw, you know, uh, and we have a blast. We have a damn blast. Look at that ash on there, Matt. Yes, some great <laughs> ashes here tonight. Look at that. Love that Lego. My, great I'm you, my battery power is at 8%. Yep, perfect. It's great. My Thank God! I, I hired I hired a guy to short out Drew's phone so we couldn't stay on there long. <laughs> talking about him and Kevin Sullivan, JJ Dillon getting kidnapped by the Cubans. I'll have to get my buddy JT 
and the whole United States Navy from Annapolis to go down to Guantanamo Bay and save his ass when they hey, throw listen, him in jail down there. He'll be in a goddamn gulag for Christ's sake. You better sake. behave yourself. You better behave yourself. Enough with that large shit because Maddie's, Maddie's running the locker room. Right, <laughs> listen, Lars runs Cuba, baby. And oh, if I do drop Lars yeah, or John Drew, I got to get out of jail free card. Matt, Matty Rock, Matty Rock is bringing some John Drew estates down to Cuba with him. So you better behave yourself. You want to be booked? Now I I'm ain't behaving myself. And if I end up in jail, if I end up in jail in Cuba, they better have a steady well, flow of Cahibas coming to the You know what? You got We got to get you one of those piss bottles, and you'll be. You won't be in jail, Mister Bladder Boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Drew? All right, Drew. I'm looking Andrew, right here. Before, you're, before your seven percent drops. What happened? Oh, look at that. Ass. Before his seven percent drops, guys. Andrew, go go talk about where people can buy merch and stuff because you got a oh, percent uh, phone. Who's the battery? You get the, the newest line, the, the spike, the golden spike T-shirt, at a, a double-sided T-shirt, long sleeve T-shirts, tank tops, whatever you want, any design. Drew, Drew, yeah. wait a minute. Your whole yeah. both your both of your two fans have bought all the memorabilia they need. <laughs> So I think everybody's taking care of in the whole United States. You're good to go for a while. Listen, <laughs> sags and knobs. That doesn't mean you guys are popular. <laughs> so yes, um, we are. Yeah. Hey Andrew, what's the best website to point him to? What's your website? ProWrestlingTees.com. Google the reinforcer Andrew Anderson. You can get any of my T-shirts. I got I got about four or five designs on there right now. We have the website called if you want to be a dildo.com, go ahead and get one of Drew's shirts. <laughs> and then you're formerly a, a first class dildo. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. You see, not look at that number nine. That's a number nine, baby. Yeah, that's true that they modeled the dildo after you and Sags, uh, you and Knobs, and you guys have your faces imprinted on the on the, the test. What's that? What we said you guys had never done a match before, so this is kind of becoming the match, right? So this, this is this is uh please don't put me in the I'm trying to up a match right now. Don't put me in the ring with Drew. To see if if Willie got the Ken Shamrock is the referee. I said he's gonna be on Bill's way. He's got the bow tie. It's on. Now he's stirring the shit. Ken Shamrock versus Jerry Sags in a shoot fight. I think I think Sags will knock Shamrock into tomorrow. But you know what? Well, hey, uh, don't, don't stir shit. The poor me and the poor guy <laughs> was Dobbs' role, and he, that <laughs> out that um, that match already went down in 1989. And you're bringing yeah, up that I'm crap. If I was near you, I'd burn your eyeball out, just like Johnny Valentine did to Barry Windham. <laughs> No, I tell you what, Matty Rock, I like do you think I could be like an honorary referee one time, maybe for one of these when oh, absolutely. absolutely. I, I actually insist on it. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Absolutely. Would, absolutely. It could be a multitasking thing. I might and miss so, Matty. The new people that are, that are online give them an idea Maddie, of what, what you're doing. I got a breakthrough idea. Why don't they start making the cigar, uh, the cigar labels out of tobacco? Because I get drunk and I smoke them down to a nub, and I go, "Oh my god, I just smoked the fucking label." 
That could be a, <laughs> that's a brilliant <laughs> idea. They could somehow etch them on the lasers or something. How many times have I done that? How many times Look at have this. I Yeah, you've done that. Now, where I know <laughs> Sanj is How online. Times? How about when Sanj gave you those sticks to smoke and you almost shit your How pants? Sanj, Sanj, Sanj Patel made me shit my. He said, he said, be gentle on me. I was with Sam Houston and I was a Tokyo monster and I fucking wound up shitting myself, turning green. Me and Tokyo were in the back of the car. Sam Houston was cackling like a chicken. Maddie's laughing. That's his not, that, wait a minute. You shit yourself? That sounds like one of your matches. <laughs> oh my god no, Sanj me and Sanj he, uh, he goes Andrew what is this smoke and Andrew unfortunately said Sanj go easy on the lightweight so Sanj gave him something with uh, a hair up and, uh, and him in Tokyo actually turned green sweat the well, hair and I'm, I'm not going to lie listen. 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 Hey, hey everybody listen Listen for a second, Drew. Wait up. Listen, I want to give a shout out because you're you're promoting all your fucking goofy wrestling shows. Listen, uh, my buddy today, he's a coach at Jim Kelly's camp up in Buffalo, and he's in a wheelchair. His name's Bobby. He was at our Met show. I think you met him at the Met show. Uh, Bobby texted me today because he heard we were going to be on. I got to give everybody, all everybody in Buffalo. That's our second hometown. Me and Nobs is, but. Good old guys. Bobby is a great guy. Let's give a toast to Bobby yeah. in Buffalo. He's one of Jim Kelly's coaches. He's a great kid. It, and, you know, and, and also, this is to Randy Gray who says the nasty boys are two dildos. Cheers, kiddo. Tell, tell, tell Randy Gray he needs to get some teeth whitening before he comes on one of these shows. <laughs> All I got to say is that we have an upcoming Christmas album coming out with a lot of celebrity guitar players. Well, true. Focus Drew, did on. you know? Did you know Randy has that new dental procedure? Um, uh, the summer teeth, summer brown, summer, summer yellow, and summer missing. Which I'm in the missing category, but I don't have brown, yellow, and green. Randy has them all. He's from Jamestown, New York. Hey, I just want I just want to let everyone know Tom and I are responsible for this. When you come in with guns blazing, you know what? We're 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 innocent. Randy Gray. Yeah, that's Randy, right. Randy, <laughs> how, how, what what about Randy Gray's boat tour? What happened last year? Tell me about the Randy Gray boat tour last June. I can't tell you about it. You were on it. The boat almost you, sank in the in the fucking Erie in the, in the Great Lakes. The Great what Lakes. What the fuck right? are you idiots doing out there? You you, <coughs> you, sent you sent me on that I'm adventure. Just, I can't stop laughing. You sent me on that adventure. I'm gonna adventure. choke. <laughs> I'm gonna choke. Randy you, Gray took these idiots out in the boat. Me and Nobs were in on that one, and they were guys, in the middle of Lake they, fucking Erie. Uh, on that fucking shitbag boat and almost sank. And then Drew, <laughs> hey, Drew, I was at home singing the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh my God, that was too much. Listen, Jerry, Daddy, we had a, we had a question from somebody uh, down below. Uh, I, and I, you may have told the story. I'm sure you've told it many times, Jerry. Where did the name the Nasty Boys actually come up come from? Where did you guys come up with that name? We actually. We at me and Nobs thought, you know, Nobs is in the army, and uh, <clears throat> he got thrown out as I did college. I right. just had a long talk with my old college coach for two hours, and we were laughing. And uh, my the, my coach called me because I sent some stuff to a needy kid. <clears throat> my buddy, my buddy on my football team, Jack Quigley from Oleon, New York, um, is fighting cancer right now, and he had Coach Morbido call me up and. Uh, 
and he goes, Shags, just tell me the story again. When you went to the dean's office, what did he tell you? I go, you really want to hear that again? I go, okay. And so I walk into the dean's office. He goes, well, Mr. Saganowicz, we're going to have to excuse you from this university. Um, this is Ferrum College. You know, it was a stepping stone to get into the bigger schools. We played all the, the D1 schools from North Carolina, Virginia Tech, all of them. And uh, I got called in after being there for two years. And he goes, you're, we're going to have to, you're going to have to leave the university. I go, wait a minute. I'm going to get my grades up. This is going to work out. I can get the, he goes, listen to me, Mr. Saganowicz. This is the dean of admissions. He goes, there's no grades to get up. You don't have a grade point average. You were thrown in jail twice. You were caught in the girls' dormitories 37 times. This is a Methodist school. And you don't have a grade point average, which means you've never went to class. I go, well, I'm going to start doing that. Um, well, what do you do during the day? I said, well, I wake up early to go eat a big breakfast. I eat two dozen eggs and a couple steaks. I go back to bed. Then I come to the weight room and train for four hours. And then I go back to bed. Then I get ready to go party. And, uh, you know, we, we eat mushrooms and smoke dope. And then we fucking uh, drink all night. And then I end up in the girls' dorm. So um, I'm having a great time here. If you want to kick me the fuck out of college... I was on the John Belushi run. I would have been in fucking college. I said I would have never left. I would have stayed there for 15 years. But they said, get the fuck out of here. And me and him, my old coach, pissed our pants. So that basically was my college career. Uh, it can contend with close to John Belushi and Animal House. Put it that way. And what, and what school was it you were at? The illustrious Barham College. College. And if you've seen the movie, if you've seen the movie... Um, I graduated Computers University. Listen, I was in the moonshine capital of the South, Franklin County, Virginia. Yep. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Thanks for being here. Andrew, always a Thank pleasure. God. I hired somebody to I hired somebody to short Cheers, out Andrew. his home. Eric, Drew, love you, brother. Hey, Drew, quick go call Kevin Sullivan now. <laughs> All right, now it's us three. And now it's us three. Now, does this does this mean that Jerry won the, the virtual fight that we had just had? The virtual round, maybe? I don't know. Hey, Matt, I mean, you know I mean te technically, if he had a tap, he tapped out. <laughs> he had to tap out. So, yeah. Yeah, Sachs, Sachs, you had your match. Who's it? Oh, yeah, you get to decide. He talked I, out as far as I, I see it. I sent a private investigator to go and short out Drew's phone. We wouldn't have to listen to him promote 65 shitbag shows across the country. <laughs> We're supposed to be talking about cigars, me, and Maddie Rock, and John Drew Smokes. And maybe in the future, John and Lars combining and making one of the greatest cigars in the world. Maddie, what's your reflection on that? Look at that moon tonight, ladies and gentlemen. That is beautiful. <laughs> there might be a slight delay we're having. You, you, if, you have if you have any other questions for Jerry Sykes, we have a few more minutes left here, another eight or nine minutes. Uh, no, uh, no, wait a minute. We yeah. don't have eight or nine minutes. I'm, I'm extending the show till three o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> 
We have a lot of time if you have I questions for Jerry. I got to finish his bottle of rum in my. They outlast all of us. It could happen. <laughs> Jerry, I guess one, you know, one thing we could talk about, um, you know, for those of us that, that remember some of the, uh, you know, the your favorite your favorite matches ever. Was there a very favorite match that you all had that you were, you know, that that fans probably remember that, that we could talk about? Well, the 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 match that sent us to the next level was definitely Ole Anderson. It all came off the. The, 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 this is the old school wrestling business. Right now, yeah. wrestling is just basically television promotion, television production. Right. Uh, and uh, Ole Anderson put it together and brought us into the WCW and matches with the Steiners. And we shot an angle in Chicago off the cuff. We fucking went crazy. It blew up like a uh, something's biting my face. Uh, it blew up like a, it's getting dark here in Florida. I think the alligator's biting my ass, too. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it, the, the, the Steiners match exploded, and that sent us up to the next realm and the top of the level. And that is, if you want to, you know, make it, you got to be a Yankee. And that was the WWE, WWF at the time, Vince McMahon. And we went to the WWF, and that leads to our next biggest match. And now, great friends, all the tag teams from the British Bulldogs and it, uh, to the the LOD, and on and on. But WrestleMania Seven. With the Hart Foundation, Brett and Jim, two of our best friends in life, and I, I, I love, I miss to death Jim the Anvil Nightheart. He's a true dude, a fucking crazy bastard. Uh, played for the fucking Raiders, shot put champion, everything. And Brett Hart, the whole Hart family, uh, are great friends with me and Nobs, Davy Boy, Dynamite, Brett Owen was one of our best friends. Um, that heart, that match with the Hart Foundation, when we won the belts at WrestleMania Seven, was the pinnacle of our career. But we have met so many, I can't mention them all. But that's pretty much. And then our, of course, our run with the LOD. But one of our, our best friends, Butch and Luke, the Bushwhackers. Oh my God, two of the greatest guys on earth, craziest motherfuckers you ever want to meet. Um, just on and on. I, I don't have enough time to go into it all, but those are just some of them. And the two of a Two that excel us in a thing, but now we did make uh, history when we went with uh, Cac uh, Mac uh, Cactus Jack, we call him, because that's who he was then. But is Mick Foley and Kevin Sullivan in the Chicago Street Fight and the Philadelphia Street Fight? Because I grew up in Allentown, and uh, you know, big fan of the Broad Street Bullies in the '70s, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. We had David Schultz as our uh, referee in that match in Philly sold out downtown Philly and uh, we, we did these street fights and they were fucking over the top uh, I think we should have had the top match of the year in 95 with Sean, Sean or one of our best friends one of our best friends too Scott Hall we have a history but he's still one of our best friends right. Sean and Scott beat us out with their ladder match but we made a history with those first ever seen street fight type wrestling matches in the history of wrestling. Uh, when we did the Chicago street fight <clears throat> uh, in Chicago, we went back into the locker room and um, Ric Flair, you know, being from the old school, you know, uh, you know, coming off like the, the Buddy Rogers type wrestling and that type of stuff goes, what the fuck was that? What in the fucking, he chewed us, Ric Flair chewed us a new asshole. I went out of there with my head hanging down. Nevertheless, a week, you know, 
we go home from Chicago. Then we we fly back up to center stage and tape TV for Ted Turner. And Rick walks in the locker room. It's filled with everybody, uh, from Macho to Sting to Ricky Steamboat to Lex. Yeah. Uh, everybody who's anybody was in there. And Rick goes, everybody come in. There's probably 40 guys in the locker room. And Flair goes, I've got to, I just, you know, and this is respect out for Rick because, you know, knowing the old school, like Gorilla Monsoon used to freak out and we'd, I would spit coming to the ring. And it, back in the day, you weren't allowed to touch a chair or a table or anything like that. Rick called everybody together at center stage and said, um, <clears throat> you know, I got to apologize to Brian and Jerry. I, wa- I took a Learjet home, and my son, God bless Reed. We had Reed's first match, Rick's son. He was a great kid. Uh, I used to throw Rick. Uh, we went to Rick's house, right? I used to throw Reed and Sh- uh, Charlotte Flair when they were just little kids and launch them in the air in Rick's pool in Charlotte. Reed was the first one to meet Rick off that plane uh, when he was a little kid. And he goes, Dad, that was the greatest match I've ever seen. What and the thing goes, thank you, son. I, I, I really appreciate and he goes, No, not yours. That nasty boys match with 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 with, with, with uh, Cactus Jack, uh, McFolio, and, and on and on. And Rick Rick's jaw drop goes, What? You what you know, then he realized going, shit, you know, times are changing. And Rick had the thing to come back at center stage and say to me and Nobbs, and it made it and we didn't say nothing like, you know, fuck you, Rick, or anything. We said I went up afterwards and said, Rick, I, I just want to thank you for saying that. I understand because we were brought up in the old school. We were brought up at Vern Gagne's camp, which Rick went through. Ricky Steamboat, Kurt Henning, the Stein, Ricky Steiner, and uh, Vader, everybody that was anybody. It was the hardest camp in the United States. Um, uh, on, on the premise of like the SEAL team or Marines basic training is where they thin out the shit immediately not like today where they just push guys through and uh it was it was the toughest thing I ever did in my life so we had that respect that's why the iron sheet called us he goes i'm the coach of your coach because iron sheet coach brad reagan's olympic champion who coached jeff blatnick through the, the windy olympics and um to have rick say that in that locker room really meant a lot and and knowing that at that point in time, in maybe 93, 94, times were changing in the business from the wrist lock and, and toe holds and stuff to what became later on uh, a menace of, you know, street fighting and stuff like that. But we were the first to do that kind of thing. So those are pre- that pretty much wraps that up. And it, it's, it's pretty emotional for that. A lot of those guys are here no more. You know right. what I mean? Uh, uh, the, uh, the Sheik is still one of our best, closest friends. Um, and he treated us as soon as he found out. We went through Vern's camp, taught by Brad Rangins, the Olympic champion, he, and we were the only, three of only twenty guys to make it through that camp. Um, we had instant respect from the Sheik, and that means something. Who was the, the bodyguard for the Shah of Iran and won the Iranian Olympics in Greco-Roman in '68? And he was. We were close friends since that day on, and still remain close friends. And God bless the Sheik. Here's yeah. my shot of rum that is iron sheep yeah. and to rick for giving us kudos a return on that after reaming our ass in chicago god bless them all yes. the old school wrestling brother yes man wait i really enjoyed it uh Salute. I really enjoyed it. and i want to i was good I, I do i do want to give a shout out to you my friend because i love bourbon i love good rum and great bourbon it's the best things on earth 
And also the best thing on earth is a great cigar. And I want to give a shout out to Maddie Rock yes. promoting and delivering John Drew cigars and yep. turning me on to the excellence of his cigar rolling and the quality of his sticks are bar none. And um, I, when I when we came to Tampa, Steve Kern brought us down here with Mike Graham and Dusty Rhodes in 1988. And coming to Tampa, I met my wife here and her her father he's passed he was 90 grew up in ybor city and that was pretty much the the, the, the tampa uh, hub for cigar rolling uh at the turn of the century and through the early uh, 10 1910 to 20s and 30s uh ybor city he turned me on to cigars when i first got here and the cuban food which i fucking love to the, and know how to cook it now because of my wife's mother and father and um and then of course, you know, later on becoming my brother-in-law, Dusty, the great Dusty Rhodes, and Uncle Dusty taking me and Knobs under his wing, as his Knobs is with Greg the Hammer, is his brother-in-law. Um, we became part of wrestling royalty in that fact. No matter what people think of us, you know, we have a reputation, and I stick by it. I'm old school. I paid heavy dues to, be, to get where I'm at. We just did what we did, wherever it led us. We lost millions of dollars, yeah. We beat up people, yeah. We fucking party, yeah. But we're ourselves, and we did what we had to do. And that's the way we were taught by Kurt Henning, our mentor, Steve Kern, who brought us here, and um, guys like that. And that's the way the old school business was. It was a yeah. great, great thing. And we were brought up with respect, and I still have that respect today. And I want to give a shout to Maddie for yes. turning me on to these fucking golden nuggets. God bless you and John Drew. Absolutely, he's my brother. A, he's, a, he's a cigar master. And no kidding around, Maddie. I, 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 you know, I met Lars probably 15 years ago. And I, I smoked his stuff in the 90s. And when I met him, you know, uh, we became very good friends. Yep. And um, I, I became a fan of his techniques and qualities. I would actually love to see a coalition uh, between Lars and John Drew. I don't know the relationship or nothing like that, but I'd love to see them make something because it'd be a world-class, something that could contend with the best Cubanos in the world if they would put their heads together. Not that Maddie hasn't done it, uh, not that John hasn't done it on his own, not that uh, Lars hasn't done it on his own, but together, just like the, you, you blend a whiskey or blend a wine, make a maritage or anything like that, there's greatness there that needs to be seen and, and tasted by the American public and the world. Right. And my hat's off to you, my man, for great taste in bourbons. Thank and you're you. in the bourbon belt. If, if me and Nobs would uh, be living in the fucking bourbon belt, <laughs> we'd be doing this fucking interview from heaven, brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, no, I hear you. You're uh, No, it means a lot to have you here, Jerry and, uh, and Maddie and, and everybody watching. Um, you're, so it may be because we are, and thanks for sharing those memories with us. We really appreciate it. Because we are Bourbon Blog, uh, your favorite, um, I guess maybe your favorite uh, wrestler or just person you've ever drank with, and maybe somebody that you've never drank with that you would love to drink with, Jerry, whether it's a wrestler or not. Um, you mean as far as who I'd wrestle with? You've enjoyed having, sit down and having a whiskey with, or something you would dream to sit down and have a whiskey with as well that you've never had. 
Give me a second. I'm relighting this. Yeah, no, take your time there. And and that was um, a question somebody had. Thanks for the question. Um, say that again. I was like, so maybe, maybe a favorite wrestler that you used to drink with, and maybe someone that who who was well, back in the day. The yep. Schusters had a at a bar in L.A., New York, I think, in London, called the Grand Havana Room. Yep. And because of Hulkster, we weaseled our way in there with him. And we became friends with Stan Schuster and his brother. And, uh, you know, you're in L.A. And the who's who's in there from Mel right. Gibson. All, 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 you know, all the top actors and could, could stop in when the cigars were in the boom. Wow. You know what I mean? And, you know, uh, Mean Knobs and Dennis Rodman blew through Cohibas like they were thing in bars across the country. Yeah. But, uh uh, 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 all those guys and have that experience in the, in, in the, uh, the mid nineties, it was fucking sick, dude. Good, right. good, good times, really good times. And, uh, um, but I, I really wish that you always do. Um, not only my father-in-law, uh, Dusty and guys, Kurt Henning and, and 40 other of our close friends, really 20 of our close friends. If I could just party with them one more day yeah. or smoke a cigar with them. Um, it would mean the word to me, but we know that ain't going to happen until I cross the other side right. and uh, tilt the fucking glass of rum with my compadres, you know, uh, that can't happen. But as far as kin happening, uh, a lot of stuff can, um, you know, good old, uh, Snitsky is a Pennsylvania boy. And, uh, there's some local guys there. I know that uh, Maddie hooks up with Snitsky a lot. And, uh, he's found from the Reading area in PA. And uh, we uh, I haven't seen him in a long time, but we even talk cigars and stuff. He's always – Orangeburg's a big O, yep. Right, right, Maddie? You know, you know right? And, uh, and uh, like, well, uh, I, I know Booker yep, T. I think we're going to have uh, to have Snitsky on one night. Uh, yep. Booker T and Stevie Ray are me and Nobbs' brothers. We had a long run with those guys. And uh, I know Booker's a big cigar lover, and he loves the same type of cigar I do. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, he loves his undergrounds. Absolutely. As, uh, I, I, was, I, was, I was thinking of lighting another stick, Matty, but I can't put this fucking number nine down. I'm going <laughs> to smoke it till it burns my fingers off my thumb. You know I mean, my thumb off my hand. It's so fucking good. You know what I mean? That's good stuff. Uh, as, as They're magic, man. I told you, perfect balance. As events open back up, uh, Jerry, where, where will we be seeing you when things get back open up? Uh, hey, me and, me and Nobbs would like to win. You know, um, we, we are rolling into WrestleMania and coming off of the, you know, silly season of Christmas. And we are booked solid, you know, through to, to, to this time right now. And it all got canceled. Right. And uh, me, Nobbs, and Jimmy Hart were booked in Liverpool at a huge Comic-Con. We were going to spend a week there together. And the guy had us, uh, you know, photo shoots of us walking on Abbey Road and different stuff like that. That all got canceled. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you know, I don't know if a lot of people know, but Jimmy Hart, um, great, one of the greatest guys ever. He was our manager and uh, he was part of the Gentries. So Jimmy in the in the, in the mid 60s was on the Sunset Strip. That was one of me and Nobbs' favorite haunts, the Sunset Strip in L.A. in the early 90s. Jimmy was there in the 60s with the Doors, the Yardbirds, the Grateful Dead. Whiskey and go-go, baby. Mamas and papas. He would, Jimmy was there, you know. you know, And not only the uh, the thing about um, in Memphis, 
after later on we got a we left the AWA went to Memphis and you know the the impact that that the uh, the, the whole thing with Andy Kaufman and uh, mm. you know David Letterman stuff and Andy Kaufman being involved in Mid South Wrestling Jimmy was part of all that and uh, even though J- we drove Jimmy batty to hell and he ran from us I'm gonna, listen baby he said I'm going to drive with you guys I'm going to take care of you. That lasted about two fucking weeks. And Earl Hebner and Jimmy said, um, well, you guys get your own ride. Um, we're getting the hell out of here. <laughs> after, after two weeks of being knobs in the road, they ran for the fucking hills. And that's Jimmy being on in the Sunset Strip in the 66 with all those bands. He ran for me and Knob. So that tells you what we're about. You know? Nice. Yeah, what what do you uh, what do you see for the future of uh, of uh, pro wrestling? What do you what do you see uh, well, in the future? Um, the old timers are uh, we chased George Steele around to get in the business back at the, the the George Washington Motor Lodge, and he had told us a lot of stories. And along with Arnold Scorland, Gorilla Monsoon, a lot of the old timers said, when the business comes down to pay per views and tv that's when the change is there right and i go what is, what the fuck are you talking about i mean this isn't you know 1990 i'm like what are you talking about you'll understand kid and now i understand because they lived through the days of george's court george when there was 13 channels and wrestling was oversaturated on tv right. and then it pancaked you know what i mean because of overflow now what wrestling has become, there is no true wrestling business left no more, which is a sad thing. Uh, uh, Triple H, I talked to Shane once in a while, and Triple H, and they, they keep trying to bring back, you know, the realm of the feel of the territories. And um, the territories were so important because that's where the Roddy Pipers and the Jake the Snakes and the Ted DiBiase's and the Jim Duggins, think of this. When Vince McMahon went worldwide, he went to the AWA and pulled out Gene Okerlund, Bobby Heenan, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter, and the list goes on. Rick, you know, where, where can you do that today? You know, there's no more small territories. So what, it, what, what wrestling has become is a television promotion, uh, a television production company, that is. So WWE, uh, my nephew Cody up in AEW with Chris Jericho and the gang. Uh, on to the uh, ROH and all and um, NWA with Billy Corrigan, who's a friend of mine, uh, you know, and God bless him for his interest in the wrestling business. Uh, what the business has become is basically television production. The there's so much television because uh, uh, of the there's there's 500 cable stations and they need content. When a person could sit at home and watch. You know, five major companies produce top quality TV. Why? Why the fuck would they go and pay and go to a arena and watch it? That was the heart of our business. Vince McMahon was a true. His father and his grandfather were true promoters, and they used television to drive people to come to the live events and drive that live event audience. Um, and that was what the wrestling business was about. Ted Turner was different because he was owned, he was a TV mogul that you made television to, to put on his stations. Where now, basically, all you're doing is providing content for cable channels. 
And um, it's a you got to give it to the young guys because it isn't easy. Right. Where we were brought up. We were brought up how to draw money, how to make money, how to get yourself over. Now they're taught basically how to be a uh, soap uh, character. And they say, read this, do this, say this, act like this and do what we say. And you do a TV show and go home. Right. Uh, so that's what I'm saying in a way that they're truly the wrestling business um, has to remorph itself and basically die off and the small territories come back for that to come back. I don't know if that'll ever happen because of the way we are now with, with, right. with cable and such. You know what I mean? Uh, because the house show, which arena business, is where you really felt the people, where you really connected to the people, where they really got to see you. You gave them a taste of what you were on television and in your matches and stuff. And then you promote it where you were. And then we went to Cleveland or wherever with LOD and they watch us live fucking go crazy. And it was sold out arenas around the world. Um, I hope and wish that it could come back to that. But I think with times, as is with baseball, as is with football, as with all the sports, it's come down to television production and TV. You know what I mean? So the heart, the wrestling business that, it's a sad thing that I was brought into and paid heavy dues to get into and respect it with all my life and heart right. um, isn't really there no more. And um, all my, uh, a lot of my friends that are past, I talked to Joe Henning, Kurt's son, uh, Mike Rotundo's sons, uh, you know, uh, to, to Charlotte Flair, to all the, the second, gen, third generations. I just was at, um, you know, less than a year ago, Rocky Johnson's funeral because, you know, Dewey, we call him Dewey, but at the Rock, um, when we were in Tennessee, um, Rocky and his wife, Peter Maivia's daughter, which is the Rock's mom, lived above us. And Dewey, we call him Dewey because that's what his family called uh, Dwayne. We call him Dewey. And uh, they lived above us. And uh, every once in a while, Rocky, who just passed away, God bless him, would come, hey, nasty boys. And living it with us that time was the Sean and Marty, the Rockers. Scott Hall was living with us in there at different times. Kurt Henning would come in and out. And our apartment was like Animal House. Can you babysit Dewey? Um, me and the wife went up, sure. And we, me and the, we, me and the, oh, Dewey, <laughs> me, Nob, me, Nobs, and Dewey, the Rock, were laughing at his dad's funeral about the times we had when he was a young kid and we brought him down there because if you could be a fly on the fucking wall for what went on in our apartment back in the day, um, I don't know if you could even put it in a fucking book. You know, and that's basically it in a nutshell. Um, things transform, things move on and the business is what it is, but can it get by with people? I hate, I hate to, to, to the core when uh, people talk about our business to other people, like they paid their dues to be in the business and expose things about our business that only back in the day, we, we back when I was brought into wrestling, we still dressed in separate locker rooms. We didn't talk. We didn't do anything. It was good guys, bad guys, and you met in the ring. You know what I mean? They expose all that stuff now and talk about it freely. I hate that. I hate that with all my heart. I really do. Right. Um, uh, it, it, it just doesn't fit with me. But it would be like talking to Dick Butkus 
or Vince Lombardi or uh, Jack Lambert or any of the guys I loved as a kid playing football back in the day with the new rules. Um, don't hurt the quarterback and uh, tackle with your arms. And, you know, it, things have changed. What do you do? Right. What do you do? I got to give it to the young guys for somehow squeaking a living out of it with the way things are today. Right. I yeah. wish you could go back. They, they, we don't have to go back to the old school guys wrestling. I think it just should. I think there just should be writers and people that have more knowledge of the business than guys from MTV and Hollywood writers writing scripts for wrestlers. Right. You know what I mean? Because that was done like driving down the road. Uh, Roddy Piper, Adrian Adonis, all those guys would tell us, Kurt Henning, you know, the, the, your business was done after the match. You're riding down the road. You're popping pills, smoking joints, drinking beers. You're going down on a three-hour trip down the road, and you're talking and thinking of things and your ideas. And that's what went on the fucking on the ring that next day. That don't happen no more. Some fucking nerd from MTV or some bullshit is handing you a script saying, say this, do this, wrestle like this, or you're fired. And that's what's fucked up. It's really fucked up. As far as those young wrestlers go, I think we just had a question about that uh, from Deanna. Who do you uh, who do you think is the next big star in pro wrestling? Anybody that you've had your eye on that you think uh, is the next? Well, that's the problem. Month? You know what I mean? I you you think about when um, you know Vince McMahon, you know, and grab. It was I I, I put it to the to people talking about it like when Columbus came to the Americas for the first time. Hey, I want to build a, uh, a wooden swing or a table for my kitchen. Well, what tree do I use? And there's fucking 60 billion 500-year-old trees in the American forest when, the, you know, the, the first settlers came to the United States. You know what I mean? That's the same way when Vince McMahon went nationwide. He went to AWA. Like I said, you pull off. Where, where can you get Hulk? Where can you get Andre, Bobby Heenan? Where can you get me, Gene Orkelin? Then go to or, uh, uh, Portland and grab Roddy. Go down to uh, Bill Watts in Tennessee and grab Jake the Snake. Grab Jim Duggan, Junkyard Dog, Ted DiBiase. You know what I mean? Then go to Florida, snatch up Dusty and Lex Luger. I mean, where, where can that happen these days? How can you possibly say who's going to be the next star? Where's that guy going to come from? You know what I mean? Um, uh, two guys that I really like, um, CM Punk and uh, what's his name that has the beard that's married to one of the Bellas. Um, uh, yes, guy. What's his name? Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Daniel yeah, Bryan. Okay. They're, that's what, you know, luckily they tapped into uh, a culture and that's they dipped into the independent realm and grabbed guys like that because. Um, uh, there's nowhere, no small territories to go and just bring a top guy. I think that, you know, it went from, uh, we were supposed to go back to the WWE. We got called up. Me and Nobbs took the easy money, which you never should have did because we went into the whole skit with fucking the NWO and bullshit. And we would have went back with, uh, uh, Mick and Steve, uh, Stone Cold. We went back at that time in which Sean and Triple H were close friends of ours. We stayed. 
But where do you go now and say, where's the next John Cena? Where's the next Rock? Where the fuck are you going to get these guys when there's nowhere to get them from? Right. You know what I mean? It'd be like looking for a cookie and, uh, you know, Nabisco's out of cookies. The, you know, the, the Keebler elves are fucking smoking dope somewhere. Where are you going to get, you know, come on, you know, what the fuck are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's a hard now, now question. Now I'm going to have a picture in my head, dude, question. of a, now I have a Keebler elf in my head smoking, right. smoking a bone. I, I, I think that's a whole new flavor stick. cookie. It'll be, uh. They'll be coming out in 2021, the Keebler Elves, uh, with the Adam. Hey, um, I just want to give a – is the show getting ready to close now? Yeah, we, we feel like yeah, uh, we our, our buddy uh, Chris Chris Duque, a question for Jerry. Remember Neff Ma, – is it Mavia? Mavia? Rock's granduncle? Peter Mavia. Peter Mavia, his grandfather. All right. That's what he's asking about, yeah. What about him? I don't know. I just was curious. I think he's oh, a fan of Chris. Chris, Chris is, he's asking because Chris is my Hawaiian brother. So he's that's a Hawaiian what I'm asking, brother. So. Well, we have many friends in Hawaii because, you know, back in the day, before all this fucking weed thing went across the world and he's high toxic, I, I'm fucking pissed because I can't, the wind's blowing, I can't light my torch. I light this stogie back there. But uh, um, you take Peter Maivia, was the owner of. And he was a high chief, the Rock's grandfather of the Hawaiian Islands. And uh, Rocky Johnson went over, with, I think, with Tony Atlas. And they uh, that's where he met uh, Leah, the Rock's mom, who's a beautiful, great woman. Um, just was with her. And um, uh, they met, and their, their offspring was Dewey. And... Um, you know, back in the day in the territories, you could do something like that. And Peter Maivia was a high chief, and he ran that Hawaii. It was a golden place to be because you could think of if anywhere you want to wrestle. Like, and we wrestled Florida Championship Wrestling with Dusty back in the days, Mike Graham and Steve Kern. Uh, once a month, we go to the Bahamas for four days. And if you can picture fucking Florida in the 80s, the women, the booze, fucking uh, truckloads of cocaine, and then we go to the Bahamas, and it's ten times worse. What the fuck were we doing? It was insane, you know. But that was the times. Uh, um, you you respect it to that level um, of what it was, and it will never be again. I don't think it will be for a long time. Right. Um, but he he was uh, the Dewey. Everybody goes well, you know you guys know that rock and all this stuff. And he, he makes all this. Like, well, you know what? I was there when his dad was in Tennessee. We were fucking, you don't, you don't make mounds of money. And we were going up and down the road for peanuts. And he was, had his family in the road, living at an apartment. And Dewey was a kid that got uh, the rock, rock. When I say Dewey, I mean the rock that went from town to town with his parents and here and there in different high schools, almost like being a military brat. Uh, like my buddy JT, um, he's a, a Marine colonel, now a professor at Annapolis and uh, at Marine Corps University for a lot of years. But he ra you raise your family as a military family um, on the, you know, go from base to base. And your kids get pulled from school to school. And it, it is an easy life. And I saw Dewey live that life. I hope he makes $600 trillion dollars. I know the doozy paid. Um, when he came, 
the last time I saw him before I saw him at his dad's, I saw him twice, but when he first made it in wrestling, and then I saw him at his father's funeral because he's, you know, uh, you know, un- untouchable. You can't get around him too much or don't see him too much. But he came uh, uh, after our accolades in Tennessee where he lived above us when he was at University of Miami. We roll into Miami. I come in. I drive down from Tampa up here. And, uh, hey, there's a kid here that says he knows you who. I go, and it's it's Dewey, you know, The Rock. I go, Dewey. I come on back. I go, hey, I've introduced him a lot. This is Rocky Johnson's son, the whole nine yards, and he's paying. He's old, you know, no money, living off the thing. I go, I, I, I just, I go, Dewey. I mean, me and Nob said, you're gonna make. I know you're gonna make it, football. There's son. You're gonna fucking make it. I, you're, I, we're, gonna, we're gonna be watching you on Sunday. And it ended up, he, you know, he went to the Canadian football, whatever, and but he came back to what his roots were, wrestling business, and took off. And it's the skills the kid has. It's almost like it is if you believe in fate and uh, destiny and the true uh, belief in chiefs and um, the, the islands and the, uh, the old, even with the American Indians and everything. Um, he's a third generation grandson of a high chief. And I, people look at like, you know, how much might know? Ain't how much we need. He paid heavy dues to get where he's at and deserves every penny of it. And he's still down the earth, good dude. You know what I mean? I'm not kissing ass or nothing either like that. I just because I know him since he's a little kid. It goes back to that kind of stuff because you asked about Peter Maivia. And they, they started the same place. You know, here the, on the Hawaiian Islands and in whatever year it was in the 1800s, you know, a fucking ship pulls up. Hey, we, we own your islands now. You know, but that tradition, and I have buddies in the islands, and, and from Jimmy Schnooker to uh, the the the, the um, uh, Siki, uh, all the all the Samoans, the Samoan Mafia, uh, Sammy and Rikishi and Afa and Sika and their kids, and they're making money in the wrestling business now. God bless them because I knew them when they were fucking my, my son's age here. And they're just good fucking kids, and they deserve to make the money they're making, and they deserve the break because they're the real deal. And they're fucking the, the Samoans and the, the Hawaiians. They have a, they're fucking like the Indian, the American, Native Americans. I say Indians in a way because they're fucking nuts. When we were me that same well, the year before, we were with me and Gene. We were in at the big event with the Tonga kid. Me, Knobs, and the Tonga Kid. Tonga Kid lines the fucking bar with 50 shots of Jack Daniels. Here's the Tonga Kid came in as a young kid. and was queen by Jimmy Schnooker and Roddy Piper. And was a fucking amazing mother. Fucking crazy. Like Fuji in his young days. Mr. Fuji. And we drank and thing. Red Hart comes over and goes, God damn it, Jerry and Brian, you're giving Jim whiskey. I said, what? The anvil saw whiskey and came running in, you know, and, and Jim wasn't supposed to be drinking at the time. Well, how am I going to stop the anvil from drinking? Brett. He goes, I'm pissed Brett was mad because he was trying to help, you know, knew the desperate straits Jim was in at the time. But me, Nobs, and the Tonga kid were so fucked up in LaGuardia up in uh, New York, in Queens. Let's go visit oh, yeah. the product. <laughs> because Jimmy Schnooker, 
back in the day, fucking Kurt Henning, we were in a, a town in northern Minnesota, and they purposely left Jimmy Schnooker without a ride. And Vern Gagne, after we did got tortured in set, uh, a year at this training camp, made us drive the ring truck, set up the ring in fucking sub-degree weather in Wisconsin, North to South Dakota, Minnesota. We'd set the ring up and then go get our fucking ass kicked. And we came out of the ring. I go, who's sitting in the locker room? It's Jimmy Schnooker. He goes, brothers, I need a ride. I got left. Okay, Jimmy, you're in the ring truck with me and the hops. So, Jimmy, here goes the ring truck. We take the ring down, put it in a fucking truck, a big old diesel piece of shit. We're headed down to meet Kurt, Brad Reagans, uh, all the guys at a bar about uh, 100 miles south of fucking St. Cloud, where the fuck we were. We got Jimmy. And those times cannot be duplicated. Jimmy, Jimmy Snooker stayed with me and Nobbs at our house. We lived in Brad Reagan's basement. And Jimmy Snooker stayed with us. And goes, we go, Jimmy, Greg Gagne just called. And we got to have you at TV at 9 o'clock. He goes, Prada, you just wait one minute here. We go, what do you mean? We're young guys going, holy shit, we're, Greg's going to be mad at us or whatever. He goes, I got, we got to do this. And he pulls out a fucking big bag. He called it Pakaloa. It was fucking Maui Wowie. One of the, you know, back to Humboldt in California was the best weed in the world at the time. And Jimmy pulls out a big bag. He fucking smoked us up. We're so fucked up. And now we're three hours late for <laughs> interviews and television at the AWA. We walk in. Me and Nobs are so fucked up. We don't know who comes. Jimmy walks right by and gives the Lovely brother to Greg Ganya. Greg don't say a fucking word to Jimmy because he knows he won't because Jimmy throw him through a fucking three walls. And who does Greg yell at? Where the fuck did you have Jimmy? And me and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> and, and we and we're like, you two fuckers are you're fined, and then, and then we're like, walked away with two puppies without a mom. So now it comes interview time, and we're so stoned, we're hiding under a set and peeking under the curtain laying on her belly who comes up to do a fucking interview but jimmy schnooker the brother jimmy comes up and goes i'll tell you when the moon is dead and does his whole fucking nine yards amir knobs are first now finally because jimmy got us so fucked up we understand what he's saying we're going yeah jimmy yes jimmy you're right <laughs> tell him jimmy that the moon is blue, and when the sky comes down, and the gods are upon us, we're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we finally under, understood what the fuck Jimmy was talking about. Times like that you can't replicate, and that goes back to those old days of Peter Maivia, the Rock's grandfather, and all that stuff. It's all a thing of the past. I wish Kurt Henning was the best one, our mentor. He was our best friend and our mentor. One of the greatest guys, and he was the best thing that he could do is expose the young talent to that kind of shit. He'd get a he'd get us in fucking trouble and have us fired just to see what our reaction was. And I, it takes me back to Robert De Niro. Uh, was it Goodfellas or one of them movies where what's his name gets arrested and he's out there with a fucking wad of money going, "You broke your chair." He didn't say shit. You know what I mean? That type of deal. Because they want to see what you do under that pressure. Kurt Henning had a fire probably five times. But we never went. It was Kurt that did that. It was us. We go, 
We, uh, we can sit there with like fucking puppies with a thing, getting our ass handed to us by Wahoo McDaniels and Ray Stevens, who partied ten times worse than us. And we're getting yelled at, but we never told anybody. And that was just a rite of passage, another test. And that's not there no more. And that needs to fucking be there. You know what I mean? Right. That's the fucking part that's missing. Well, it means a lot to have you uh, sharing these uh, the memories and just, you know, your thoughts on... Uh, that's what's left of my... I can't light it right now, <laughs> but I want to burn it. I want to burn it, but my fucking lighter... This fucking torch. It's, let me try it. Let's see if we can get it on TV. We light this. See, see it looks like the next thing I'm sending. I got to send you a real torch next. It looks like maybe we'll, we'll get you a Bugatti this is out a, there. This is, a, this is my flambe torch from New Orleans. That's what I use to light yeah. my stick. Oh, the flambe. Yeah, we, we got to get oh, a Bugatti wow. out there so you could yeah. fire Eric, it up. Jay and I are used to Bugattis up? here. Great stuff. And Matty, actually, I just lit up uh, one of the uh, the the asset uh, 2020s here. The uh, yeah, the acid, the acid twenty. Yep. So basically, uh, celebrate the twentieth year. And yeah. Before we leave this evening, let everybody know how you, uh, what you've been up to, and how people can reach you to do private events. How, yes, absolutely. And I uh, really appreciate. I fucking did it. I did it. Yes. <laughs> I fucking did it. Appreciate everybody wherever you're watching us from. Uh, bookmark Bourbon Blog Live because it's going to be a lot easier to go. Write to bourbonblog.com live and see our broadcast like you are now on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Like us, follow us. Now listen, Maddie mm -hmm. told me that our deal was you're going to send me four cases of Pappy and four cases of Blanton's. I'm going to wait for my door till it comes. I'll be out front standing there for six weeks till it gets here. That you're, fucking better be in the mail. If it's the Pappy, you're going to be waiting quite a while. So I hope you have a lot of success. Hey, I have a heart. Yeah, Tom gets, gets a truck. He's keeping it. Tom gets a truck. He's gone. But you know what? I'll maybe maybe we can all roll a barrel down your neighborhood there. And, and I'll bring my torch to Evansville and burn your eyeballs the fuck out. Give me a goddamn case of happy. <laughs> Good thing I have the sunglasses. Hey, no, no, but no, man. I, Jerry, I, look forward, I look forward to a whiskey with you. I promise you whenever hey, we meet up for a whiskey, listen, Jerry, I'll, I'll listen, bring it brother. Listen, God bless you. Thank you. And Maddie, you're, you're an invaluable man. You've gone through. God bless you because you turn me on to something that is a great thing. Yeah. John Drew's a master of what he does. Estella, uh, uh, how do you say the name again? I'm fucking yeah, Estella, yeah. Yeah. He, And job. he's a master at the Cubanos. Keep those fucking sticks coming. They're fucking amazing. You got it, my man. You're the best thing that John Drew could have walked upon. Yeah. Hey, me, you, John Drew. And let's go to that fucking thing. And I want to see the Connecticut shade grown up in Hartford. I want to see yeah. those plantations. You got All it, right? baby. As soon as, as soon as COVID's put to rest, count on it. We'll have Tom up there too. We'll do it. And right, I, I look forward to uh, I look forward to seeing you for a bourbon at hey. some point there, Jerry. And let me let me say goodbye to all my hockey park brothers from all back in Whitehall, PA, the Hockey Dockwa area. Everybody in hockey, JT, Lorenzo, Park. Knobs, Hoots, everybody back there. Fuzz, Feather Off, my brother Jim, my brother-in-law Jeff down at Thing, and my 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 my, my nephew Colton, and my son Sevy, because his bottle of rum got donated for this event. God bless everybody. Hey, yeah. and let's do this again. We'll do but it. Absolutely, Jerry. We and everybody watching this will be up permanently. 
for you to watch. Also, check out our podcast channel. And if you want to drop me a line and talk to me about uh, whiskey or ho hosting a virtual private tasting for you, drop me a line at Tom at Bourbon Blog. Also, I got to tell everybody before you leave, we just got on TikTok today. So we've been doing a few behind-the-scenes uh, videos of the bourbon and whiskey and the cigars we've been having on TikTok. So follow us on TikTok at Bourbon Blog. Hey. And I'm old school. I'm I'm old school, so I have no fucking social media whatsoever. That's all right. Sir. We take we take care of you. Where he's gonna be. I don't know what I don't know what TikTok is. I don't do Facebook. I don't do uh, fucking Snap Blast, Dickhead, or whatever it is. I don't no. do none of that shit. I don't but leave it up to Drew and Maddie, and you'll get connected with me. Get me a fucking case of bourbon, motherfucker. I'm gonna come We're up with your eyeballs. It. With my creme brulee maker. <laughs> I promise you, Jerry, when you and I have a whiskey, I'm going to bring you something nice and rare. You're going to love what I'll bring you. Oh, I, I, I hope you do, my friend. Special. We're going to have a good time you in with you wherever we see you. And, uh, and at some hey, point, wait. Take a look at this before you go. That's where yeah. I'm at with that. Oh. Nubbing it, baby. This is hey, Hemingway said it the best. There's nothing like the last two inches of a Cuban cigar. And that's where I'm at. That's where all the fucking resins are, baby. Smoke it. You got Daddy, it. Daddy, Daddy, you're a good guy. Yes, Listen, man. keep drinking that fucking bourbon, my man. And get Thank me those 50. So much get me truck. Have you. And I, I better see that Pappy Van Winkle truck pull up to my house next week with a truckload. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. It could take a little bit of time, but I feel like if we tell him you're gonna be coming for him, it can happen, right? All right, much love. <laughs> I appreciate you all. Here's, Thank you. Here's here's John, uh, Maddie, here's John Drew. Next week, who will we have next week, Maddie? We will have K-Mac, Kevin McCormick from Drew Estate, one of the longest tenured uh, employees over at DE on the line with us. So stay tuned. Yeah, watch Maddie and I, yeah. same time, same place. No, not at I want to be, be on every fucking show from now on. Yeah, we love that. Listen, the sack, the, sack, the nasty <laughs> show. <laughs> then, we would, then we would really, uh, really owe you a lot of pappy, which we'll have to really work on that. But yeah. <laughs> we'll have some of those pappy cigars. Thanks everybody for watching. Also, Nostrovia, uh, my hockey park brothers. Everybody, be careful. Love you guys. Love you. Much love, guys. Be good. Much love, everybody.